This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. I had hoped when I became president I would not have to do this again. There have been more mass shootings than days in the year. Our kids are living in fear. What are we doing? President Biden and Connecticut Senator Chris Murphy speaking there about the mass shooting at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas, which left 21 people dead and three in hospital fighting for their lives. Senator Murphy used to represent the district that includes Sandy Hook Elementary School. Now, just a day before this tragedy in Texas, the FBI released a new report on public shootings. Active shooter incidents jumped more than 50 percent from 2020 to 2021. Now, we are still taking your calls on this. Let's jump back to the phones. Here is Dominique on the West Side. Hi, Dominique. Hey, how are you guys doing? I agree with the frustration in everyone else, but I'm a black woman born in America with a black family and a black husband and black children. So the fear that everyone is experiencing, I was born into it. And to be just afraid to be in society that someone would try to hurt me for just one reason. And so the thing I think about America is this, yes, we need a policy change and federal gun laws, but no mass amount of deaths, whether it was by slaughter or whether it was by uh, COVID, has changed the ideology of nearly 50 cent, 50% of Americans. So we can change the laws. Laws change all the time. We weren't sorry about black bodies hanging from trees. We weren't sorry about mass graves of Indian children. There's never reconciliation in this country because that 50% of Americans that are clinging to their white privilege do not want the, any government to tell them that they are fit or unfit to carry a weapon or anything else. We can blame it on the politicians, but the politicians have voters, and they're pandering to voters. The ideology in America has to change because we can talk about it to a blue in the face, but what we have to remember is historically Mm -hmm. no mass death, not one mass death, has changed the ideology in America. Thank you, Dominique. Joining us now to explain what is behind this rise in mass shootings in the U.S. is Ashley Parker, White House Bureau Chief for The Washington Post. Hi, Ashley. Welcome. Thank you. So as we've mentioned, we're just a few months shy of uh, the 10th anniversary of the mass shooting in Sandy Hook. You and other Washington Post reporters, you recently looked back at the past 10 years uh, looking at gun control attempts. What did you find? So what we found was basically at the federal level, at least, and, you know, different things are being done at the states. But in terms of federal legislation that would have to pass through Congress that in the, you know, almost now nearly 10 years um, after Sandy Hook, that just about no meaningful gun legislation has passed. Um, And this has led to a pretty grim and cynical uh, but understandable outlook um, among Democrats on Capitol Hill, who sort of, which each new shooting and mass shooting and and tragedy sort of say, look, if we couldn't do anything after Sandy Hook when, you know, 20 kindergartners were killed, we're never going to be able to do anything. Um, I will add for this story, we talked to uh, Senator Chris Murphy, who, as I heard you just mention, you know, had just been elected, actually, the senator um, from Connecticut, where Sandy Hook happened. He had actually, uh, he had not even been sworn in yet uh, when the tragedy happened, and he became the senator that 
January, and he is actually someone who is optimistic. His argument is that he sort of views Sandy Hook as a before and after movement and mm -hmm. that it takes time to build, you know, what is controversial, uh, polarized social change. And very rarely do people go from point A to point Z. And the NRA and these gun groups have been building their movement for decades. And, you know, the, the gun control groups are just nine years in and change is coming slower than they would like. But he thinks it's a galvanizing issue. He thinks it's a winning issue mm -hmm. uh, for Democrats. But I will say he is very much in the minority view on that. In your piece, Ashley, you, you talk about how Biden, who was then vice president under former President Barack Obama, how he was instrumental in getting two senators together to create a background check measure. That was Democrat Joe Manchin of uh, West Virginia and Republican Pat Toomey of Pennsylvania. What was the motivation behind that? Well, so, so actually, um, yes, basically Sandy Hook happens. And five days later, uh, Barack Obama, who's president at the time, holds a news conference to basically say this can't stand. This is America. We can't live like this. And I am deputizing my number two, Joe Biden, to take on the issue of guns. And there were sort of two parallel tracks, one where Joe Biden um, was really instrumental. And that was sort of he came up with a proposal. Obama said, I want a proposal by no later than January. And Biden did just that, um, came up with the proposal, a, a very comprehensive proposal that included 23 executive actions that Obama signed at that moment. Um, but the truth is executive actions do not go as far as legislation would. So there was a sort of parallel effort on Capitol Hill um, that Biden was also a part of, but but far less instrumental in. And this was really driven by uh, Joe Manchin initially, who was just sort of so, like everyone, devastated that this could happen to 20 kindergartners. Um, you know, and, and he was someone who said, look, when I, growing up in West Virginia, I didn't know a single person who did not own a gun, right? Like, I understand this culture, yeah. but I also understand something needs to change. He set out looking for a Republican partner. He ultimately ended up with uh, Pat Toomey. They came up with background check legislation. Um, Biden was kind of monitoring from afar. There was some good reason for that, which was that there was a sense that if Obama and Biden got too uh, too heavily involved, that would spook Republicans who were not fans of the administration. Um, but ultimately, that failed because most Republicans voted against it and also four red state Democrats voted against it. Let's jump to the phones. Here is Sue in northwest Indiana. Hi, Sue. Welcome. Hi. Thank you so much for talking about this. I'm a member of Moms Demand Action. I'm going to not cry for guns in America. And I encourage all our listeners to join us. I live in Indiana, as you noted, and we just passed our legislation against the wishes of every law enforcement agency in the state, passed legislation requiring no permits, mm -hmm. no background checks for guns for people 18 and up. Um, Texas has passed the same legislation. Governor Abbott, who is claiming that he is uh, saddened by this tragedy, is meeting with the NRA this week. As long as, as what some of your earlier callers said, as long as we have politicians who cravenly just give in to the gun lobby in spite of 90% support by Americans for background checks and sensible gun laws, we are going to continue to see this tragedy. It just breaks my heart. I'm a mother of four. Good night. Thank you. Thank you, Sue. Take care. Here's Joanne in Evanston. Hi, Joanne. Hi. 
another sad day for this country. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we talk about guns and we talk about mental health and, and laws. The things we don't talk about is men and the violence in men. We have half the country trying to control women's fertility. For centuries, everybody's been trying to control women's fertility. But where are movements to control the violence that men cause? You know, uh, just imagine a day, a week, a month without a man killing somebody. You know, women are not out there mowing people down. So I think we need a national dialogue about that run by men. It can't be run by women or anybody else. And then I say, you know, I was born in World War II and I, I live in a country, no country in my lifetime has gone to war as much as this country has. So. America, you know, is not that exceptional country that we're always bragging about. Thanks for your call, Joanne. In the uh, the minute or so we have left here, Ashley, I I mentioned that uh, recent FBI report, which uh, which shows that active shooter incidents increased more than 50 percent last year. Do you think that this data could spark more action from politicians? Uh, No, I think... I think it's another data point that the um, the politicians, so largely Democrats, uh, that want you know more gun control, more restrictive measures, uh, can can absolutely use and, and may spur them to say you know that this is a crisis. Um, but but again, I I sort of come back to the view of of what I've heard in my reporting, which is that you know if. 20 kindergartners getting killed. And then as I wrote in my story, you can trace it through. At this point in America, every single slice of life has been touched by gun violence. A, a black church in Charleston, a gay nightclub in Orlando, um, you know, a country music concert in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. uh, back-to-back shootings in majority Hispanic El Paso, and then a nightlife corridor of Dayton, Ohio. Yeah. Another Taiwanese shooting church. in a school. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, exactly. A Taiwanese church, um, Asian-American spa workers in Atlanta. You know, uh, those those human and, and devastating stories, I, I think, are far more, should be far more compelling than, a, you know, than a very fascinating and interesting FBI po- report. But when you see those pictures, of little kids as we're seeing now across the screen is I, I can barely even look at them. Um, that would be the thing that w- would need to force change. And, and so far it hasn't. Ashley Parker is the White House Bureau Chief for The Washington Post. Thanks for joining, Ashley. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.